Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wasner. With me is Dwayne Friend. And for this episode, we're going to talk about firewood. And let, let's start off with um, what kinds of wood make for the best types of firewood, Dwayne? Uh, everybody's beginning to think about firewood this time of year. They like that nice fireplace going when the temperatures get a little bit cooler. And we get a lot of questions about uh, what type of firewood really makes the best type of firewood. And really any type of firewood is going to work well, but it's just a matter of how dense that wood is. Now, for example, if you're looking at a, a red oak or a black oak or, or something like that, it, it's a denser type of wood, so it has more BTUs per cord. Comparing that to something like a silver maple, which is a, a type of soft maple, the BTUs in that, or in other words, the heat output for it, isn't going to be nearly as great. So what you're going to have to do with those softer woods is add more wood to the fire to, to keep the heat output going. So any type of wood can be used, but if you're, if you're not wanting to add the wood that often to your fire, uh, then you want to go with the denser woods like the oaks, the hickories, uh, those types of things. Okay, so uh, I'm going to uh, hit pause, and we're going to say, what what is a cord? Tell me tell me about cord. Okay, a cord is a measurement that's used uh, for different types of firewood, and um, I can't think of what the actual dimensions are right now, but essentially, if you could put uh, a pickup load of wood in, into your pickup, a full-size pickup, that would probably be just a, a little bit less than, than a cord. If you just dump it in haphazardly into a, a, a pickup bed, you're probably only going to get about a half a cord in there. So uh, if it, everything was nice and, and organized in terms of putting that wood in there, you could probably get almost a full cord into a full pickup bed. Okay. And then the, the second thing is that I've always heard that there are some woods you shouldn't use for firewood. Is that the case, like pines, I've, I've heard? One of the problems with pines is uh, the fact that it has a lot of rosin in it, so it's not going to burn as hot. And you have more of a problems, and this is a problem not only with pine, but any type of wood that you don't allow to dry out, you're going to get a lot of smoke with it. And when you have that smoke, as that smoke goes up the chimney, some of those chemicals that are in that smoke can attach themselves to the uh, chimney itself, which creates creosote. The creosote builds up, and over time, uh, if you get a hot fire going in that, that fireplace, that creosote can actually catch fire and burn, and then you have a chimney fire. So that's one of the other things that we really have to, to talk about and, and let people know about is you really want dried wood. You want wood that's under 20% moisture. And then the next question is, well, how do you know if that, that wood is <laughs> down to that point? Exactly, uh, yeah. It's uh, a matter of, of letting that wood dry for one thing. If you, let it, if you split it and you let it dry for about six to nine months, it should be down to that level. Uh, another thing that you can look at is uh, look at the ends of the wood. If you see small splits in the ends, that's really a good indicator that the moisture content's low. So that's, that's a good visual indicator for something like that. And that really brings us to our next topic, which is um, 
when should you split the wood? I mean, before drying, you you would think that splitting it um, as much in advance as possible would facilitate drying. Exactly. Yes, you want to go ahead and split the wood and let it dry and and let that split wood set for at least six to nine months. So you're talking about ideally using wood that was split last winter for this winter. And a lot of people don't have that type of of, uh, time frame to to work with, but the the more so that you can do that, the better. And of course, you want to keep that wood um, protected from the elements as it's drying out as much as possible. Uh, you don't want it sitting on the ground because that's going to invite little critters and other insects to get into it. Um, and you want to make sure it's in an area that does have good airflow so it will dry the, the wood out. So um, there, there's a pro tip for you. Don't lean the split wood or any of the wood up against your house because of problems like termites and things like that. <laughs> Potential for termites, and if you have it right next to a house, that's also going to, that's a great habitat for mice and those types of things, which then may also bring snakes close by your house. So if you don't like mice, you don't like snakes, no, don't put the the wood right next to the house. Good answer. Now, uh, another type of uh, vermin that uh, we're worried about these days is the emerald ash borer. And that affects uh, movement of wood, and obviously one use for wood is firewood. So talk to me a little bit about what effect emerald ash borer has on us. Our main concern with emerald ash borer is that we don't want it to be transported. In an area that already has emerald ash borer, and as those trees die out, if you want to use that firewood in that area, you can do that. We just don't want that wood to be moved anywhere other than that. So it's basically, if you buy wood locally, burn it locally. Do not transfer it to another area, particularly ash. Um, But really, that's a good thought for any type of wood. You should buy that wood locally, use the wood locally. If you've got extra wood left behind, if you go camping or something, really, it's, it's best to leave that wood there so you're not having the potential of transporting any type of invasive insect into an area that doesn't currently have it. So that's that's the main con- concern with that. In terms of the ash wood being used for, for firewood, um, yeah, that is fine. Again, we just don't want it to be transported outside of an area that, that has an infestation. The other thing is, if you're not in an area that doesn't appear to have it, you, re- you still don't want to transport that wood because even though the emerald ash borer maybe hasn't been confirmed in an area, we don't know that for sure because a lot of times the, the infestation may not show up for one to two years after the, uh, the borer has already been present. So any place, when you buy the wood, burn it locally. Okay. What uh, should you look for in the fireplace itself before you start burning for the year? You should, uh, if you don't do it yourself, have a professional look at the fireplace, make sure there aren't any cracks, make sure the mortar uh, between the bricks are all in good shape. Uh, And of course, we're talking about wood burning fireplaces here. You also want to have that chimney cleaned out periodically because of that creosote buildup. Um, And some folks may want to try to do that on their own, but it's probably just as easy uh, although it would have some cost to it, to hire a professional chimney suite to come in. And they will also inspect the chimney, make sure that it's in good 
physical shape, and then clean that creosote out. And you want to do that probably, if not every year, maybe every second or third year. If you're using good dry seasoned wood, you're not going to have creosote buildup every year. But um, again, it's uh, the more often that you can inspect the fireplace, particularly at the beginning of the, the, the fall season when you're starting to use it, the better. Better safe than sorry. And where can you go to get more information about this and other topics? Well, we actually have a website. University of Illinois has an ex extension website called Firewood in Illinois. If you just did a general search for Firewood in Illinois, it should be the first thing that it brings up. And we've got information on uh, uh, firewood characteristics in terms of the BTU output, uh, has information on forest and woodlot management, cutting wood safely, buying and selling firewood, emerald ash borer information. Uh, we also have information on wood stoves and fireplaces uh, and additional resources. So it's a really good resource for people to look at. Very good. Thank you, Duane. For another Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wasner and Duane Friend. Mm -hmm.